Listen to Natty News. Welcome everyone to the nattiest news show in the world, Natty News. I'm Aaron Danani and I'm with my lovely, strongest co-host, Pat Wu. And Pat, today's a special day, isn't it? We have a special guest today. We've got Hussein joining us. Hussein, how are you doing? Good, 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 guys. How are you guys doing? Ah, fantastic. Now, for the listeners who might not know, Hussein is has been a dear close friend for decades. Um, he was friends with my brother way back in elementary school, and Hussein and I have been in contact in a lot of different ways, and um, it really been a great kind of mentor and a um, fantastic person. And Hussein, um, recently a few years ago, became a father. So we wanted to bring Hussein over here to talk about how do you keep those natty gains while keeping up the responsibility of a father. So um, Hussein works as a family service advisor full time as well as keeps up some of these natty gains. So Hussein, do you want to talk a little more about yourself? Absolutely. I'm honored, guys. Thank you so much. That's uh, too kind, man. Um, uh, yeah, as Anwar said, uh, we've all been friends for, for a very long time. And uh, I got married a few years ago, about three years ago now. Um, had my daughter uh, a year ago, uh, this past January. Her birthday is actually on the 20th, uh, 25th of January, and mine is on the 18th. So she's exactly a week after me. But uh, um, it's definitely a challenge at times to keep up with the kind of uh, schedule that we have, my wife and I, it can definitely be busy at times, but setting the right kind of goals and having the right kind of mindset about what it is that you want to achieve in terms of your fitness goals, right? And and uh, um, how your day is gonna look like is very important, right? And I know a lot of people struggle with that kind of thing, especially people that get really busy, that have busy lives, um, you know, Anwar, you mentioned I was, you know, a family service advisor and I am a family service advisor in the funeral and cemetery industry. And that kind of thing can be quite, uh, quite hectic and quite busy. We're setting appointments with people and, you know, my wife works as a nurse and she does like 12 hour shifts. So sometimes it feels like we barely get to see each other, but uh, we, we both do make the time and, uh, you know, setting the, those kinds of priorities, no matter how, how often it may be. Right. Uh, I did transition a little bit from, uh, I used to do a lot of hypertrophy training and I transitioned from hypertrophy training into strength training because I realized that uh, one, it didn't require me to dedicate as much time as I felt like I had to, especially with hypertrophy training. Uh, I could eat a little bit more, right? I mean, you're at home with a kid and stuff, my wife's cooking a little bit more. So uh, I was able to gain a few pounds, but I was able to use that in a more sort of strength centric program for myself. So, um, and again, I mean, you have to be flexible too. If you're consistent uh, and flexible at the same time, you can definitely make it happen. Monday to, uh, you know, Monday to Sunday, if, if you wanna do three times a week, four times a week, uh, I do make it happen. And, uh, you know, I do follow a strict program as well to try to make it work for myself. Oh, dude, that is some good stuff to hear. Now, before we go into all that, because I think you said a lot of things I want to dig in deeper. I want to kind of set up the stage for some of the listeners because um, like I remember five, six years ago, uh, me and Hussein went to the same gym and I would see this guy working out and 
Damn, I think like, dude, you had probably one of the best shoulders in Sports Central, no, no doubt about it. Like, honestly, man, you got some action. I think you actually had like the nattiest like three D delta I've seen. So, no, man. no, dude, like it was a sight to be seen. It was a sight to be seen. Um, so I only have like maybe paint a picture too. Like, maybe can you talk about some of your stats? Um. Uh, I guess like before before you got married, like five years ago, like what was because uh, you did some bodybuilding too, didn't you? Do a, a competition once before with Popeyes? Whoa. Okay. So, yeah. So Pat, if you don't know this, uh, uh, listen with intent. But uh, I I used to work <laughs> I used to work for Popeyes supplements uh, here in Canada, and uh, part of that is uh, we we had this competition that we were hosting for sort of the middle of the year and stuff like that. We all started in the in the winter time and going into the summer, maybe around June time. So we had about six months and uh, the show that we have now, which is called the Popeyes Classic. It's called the Popeyes Classic, but we did it first as just the internal employees the very first time. And then the oh. following year, they did it as the Popeyes Classic. So essentially what happened is they came to the, uh, you know, to all the staff members from s sort of the separate locations and said, listen, we're going to do two categories. And they were generic categories. They weren't like, you know, uh, 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 like, like bodybuilding or like, you know, uh, classic physique or anything like that. Right. It was more, more like who could lose the most weight and who could come in sort of in the best condition or conditioning. Right. So to give the guys that were a little bit bigger a chance to drop some weight and get into shape. And then the guys that were already, you know, sort of in somewhat of good condition or lean to get leaner. So, uh, long story short, yes, I did do that. And, uh, to put it in perspective, I didn't, I, I wasn't at a very high fat percentage before coming down and I was doing a lot of hypertrophy training and I was listening in on, on, uh, um, the very last episode that, uh, uh, that you guys had done. And uh, I could totally relate with how Pat felt with prepping for his meat because, at the end, right, Pat, you have to do the water cut and the water cut is just the absolute worst. It's just, it sucks. I had to go out and do the exact same thing. I had to buy like, like jugs of distilled water because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't taking in too much chlorine or, or um, uh, minerals through, pa uh, through tap water, right? So I don't know. Did you do it that way? Did you grab distilled water or were you doing tap water? Um... I I did tap water. I didn't I didn't go. Oh, but I didn't go. <laughs> Pat, you wuss. You're a real Hussein. Here's, here's the to to, uh, to give Hussein props because I'm, I, if I'm doing weightlifting, I like weightlifting is about performance and lifting the most weight at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Hussein's goal was literally to be as shredded and dry yeah. as possible. N not judge. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not judging. But uh, if if I was to have tap water, and and you're right, right? I wanted to come in sort of in the driest condition possible and the leanest condition possible. So I had to get distilled water because if there was, because I was ingesting a lot of water in the first, you know, three days, whatever it is, right? If there was too much potassium or, or sodium or chlorine or whatever, it would really mess up with sort of my system. And anyway, so I got distilled water and I'm I'm chugging this stuff down and. I went, I think I was from maybe 12% or 13% body fat, which is already really lean. Like I was already really lean. That's pretty normal, right? If not below, below, you know, you know, above average or whatever. And I dropped down to, I think maybe 6% body fat. And my, my, I was in the best condition, uh, like uh, 
like possible, right? I wasn't the strongest by all means. I was, I was like weak sauce for like anything that I could lift, but I looked really lean, right? And my abs looked like cheese graters. Like you could literally get <laughs> cheddar and shred them on my, like I look really great, which I was really happy about. Um, but, but I do want to mention to all the listeners out there, it's very tough to maintain. It's not, it's not possible to remain in that same sort of condition all year round without any kind of help. And on this, on this podcast, we're all about natty news, right? So uh, being natty is, is a huge part of that. And it's, it's really tough. If you want to eat bland chicken and, and, and rice and all that other kind of stuff, you're going to have a pretty boring sort of uh, outlook on, on the meals that you're going to have. So it was a nice experience. It was really great. Uh, I was able to come in as the leanest among all the other employees there. And the next year, like I said, it turned into the Popeye's classic. And then slowly from there, I did transition more into a strength centric program uh, because I didn't like being too, too lean. Right. And I wanted to be able to lift heavier, of course. Well, you know, Hussein, what we have to do for sure is you have to come back on another time and talk about natural bodybuilding. Cause I think actually you brought up some really good points. I want to dig in deeper, but I don't want to stray away too much from our main topic, but no, that's a fantastic story and i really wanted the listeners to know that like you weren't just like some like amateur lifter like you were t you took this stuff seriously like you put in the hours in the gym you had a fantastic physique and you've competed you've trained really hard and so maybe like can you maybe talk about just how the maybe how was it when you first had um your daughter like were you able to still train as much as you'd like or was it more work than you expected? Like having your daughter, were you prepared or was there still a lot of stuff that you kind of maybe wish you knew before going into it? I appreciate that, Anwar. So, uh, uh, you know what? I will say, especially when, uh, you know, that f first child, right, uh, is born, right? those first two weeks, you're not going to train at all, right? Because you're soaking it in, right? You're <laughs> you come home with this other human being and you know you put you put her next to you in bed and you're like you know you look over to your wife you're like oh my god there's another person here with us right so it's kind of weird and and you got a lot of emotions going a lot of happy ones as well so in the first 2 weeks I wasn't able to train as much right of course because I was adjusting to uh you know the biggest change in my life right um I definitely gained a few pounds because, you know, you're eating and you're making sure like the baby's getting food and your wife's getting, <laughs> getting fed and stuff like that. And she's not starving. And, uh, but uh, definitely lots of sleepless nights. But after that sort of two week hump for myself, at least, right. I know a lot of people stereotypically usually say, oh, you know, when you have a kid, you're not going to have any time whatsoever. But, mm -hmm. you know, to be honest with you, it really is what you make of it. If you're going to if you're going to say that, then it is just going to be the fact that you don't have any time. Right. Because that's the mindset that you're in. And I know that's sort of generic and cliche, like, oh, yeah, you know, you got to have a go, go, go mentality. But I, I really don't mean it in that way. If you say that you're not going to have the time and you really don't put, put in the effort to make that time, then that's just what it's going to be like. Right. I do have a very. Uh, busy schedule. My wife's a nurse. She works 12 hours. I do have some help, right? I do want to put that out there. Like I can drop my daughter off at my mom's house, right? Her grandparents' house, um, keep her there for like an hour or whatever, go train. And then I'm able to pick her, pick her back up. So I do have that support system. And I know that for other, other couples that might be a little bit more difficult, especially when they don't have any families around. Yeah, but I also think it's a whole nother level of difficulty with both you and your wife working full time as well. Like 
That's a, uh, especially, I mean, uh, props to your wife. Like nursing is already such an, a really demanding job. And I imagine coming home and also having a newborn baby, like that was probably tough for her too. But yeah, no, I, I really kind of like the attitude you're having about how, of course, the baby's the biggest priority. That's the most important thing. But you also know how important it is for you to get your exercise in and for you to train because that just makes you the best person of you. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. And, and, you know, I, I get it. Like everybody's got busy lives. Right. And, and like you said, right. My, my wife's, a, <clears throat> excuse me, my wife's a nurse and she works 12 hour shifts. She does four days on and four days off. So for four days, she does 12 hour shifts, barely gets to see our kid. And then the other four days she gets to take that time and, and, and spend it with her. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, you got, you got to make that time, right. If it's important to you, you will make the time. And it is, it is very important to me, you know, so I'm actually kind of curious too, have you found um, bec- um, since that two week point and since now that you've been getting back into it, have you found that there's been more of a structure now and you've been able to get more consistent and better at it or is it still as crazy as ever? It is still as crazy. Um, I, I, I do find there is some structure, of course, uh, you know, there is a little bit more stability. She's one now. And she's not as dependent, of course, right? I mean, she's already walking and running around and stuff, oh, right? Wow. And, yeah, time flies by. But uh, she's already running around, you know, talking a mile a minute, and uh, definitely a lot more, uh, a lot more independent than when she was an infant, right? When she had to be held and really sort of looked after and stuff. So um, I can get away with a little bit more structure. We have a little bit more of a routine. You know, she wakes up at a particular time and. and uh, you know, we drop her off at my, her grandma and grandpa's house periodically. So it, it is a little bit better, but at the same time, there are a lot of aspects to it that have to be worked on on the fly. So, you know, if my wife calls me out of the blue and says, hey, you know, uh, my daughter's name is Incia. If she, if, he's, if she says, you know what, Incia is not feeling too well, or, you know, we got to do this, or we have an appointment to do this, then I mean, I got to, I got to be flexible. I have to be flexible. Sometimes I sacrifice a a rest day to be able to get the day in that I missed, right? And uh, that change in routine just has to happen. Because I mean, I got to make the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I well, then we want to get into um, what does your routine kind of look like? Um, You know, like, how many days do you go? And then how long do your sessions go? And then I I definitely want to hear more about um, how you work around your schedule, like how do you deal with missing a day here and there, or you know having a couple busy days in a row and then getting back into it? So for me, um, the, the the one program, like I'll, I'll start with the with with the overall routine and program that I do follow and have on a regular basis. That's personally worked for me, um, and I've come back to this routine time and time again, and it is like. For me, for me, it's the upper echelon of balance for what I'm able to do, as well as uh, overall sort of strength and conditioning and 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 whatnot. But for me, it's Johnny Candido's program, and I'm not too sure if the two of you are familiar with Johnny Candido, but he's got an amazing strength program, and I really love it. And I've done it multiple times, and it's really worked wonders for me, especially with the progression of it. There's uh, you know sort of a high high volume, uh, you know, week or two weeks that goes on and it tapers off into higher intensity where the, uh, the days at the gym get less and less, right? So you transition whatever from five days, it goes into, you know, sort of four and then three, of course, because the intensity gets higher and you take those appropriate rest days. So for me, for example, the, di- the difficult part is when I'm running a cycle of this program, 
The first two weeks are usually the most uh, strenuous for me, not in terms of the routine itself, but in terms of the scheduling, because I'm at the gym five days a week, as opposed to, uh, you know, two or three days or four days or whatnot. So uh, that, that time period is a little tough sometimes. Nine times out of 10, I'm able to do it in there for the five, five days throughout that week. And I'm in there until my program is done, right? So I'm in there for an hour, an hour and a half sometimes. Um, if I have to sacrifice a day, it's usually uh, three upper body days. So bench press days and then two lower body days. I'll usually sacrifice if I'm unable to get in, say one of the days, I'll sacrifice an upper body day for myself. And then the rest of the program throughout weeks um, three to five are usually a little bit more manageable because I'm in the gym a little bit less. So four, four days and then three days. So that's, that's kind of what I'm running at the moment. Nice. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Johnny Candida program is fantastic for any listeners who are looking into it. Actually his whole YouTube channel is just quality stuff. So I'm really happy to hear that. Um, I did kind of want to ask about, so obviously the Johnny Candida one is a strength program. Um, but you mentioned before that you were always more into bodybuilding and hypertrophy uh, you mentioned a little bit about why you made that switch, but can you maybe go more into it and kind of what inspired you to pursue more of a strength training than classical hypertrophy training? So I, trans I transitioned from hypertrophy training into, um, into strength training because there was, I felt, I felt, and I'm sure many other individuals feel, uh, feel, feel similarly about this, but I felt like it took a lot more, mental strength to be able to go through a strength program than it does a hypertrophy program. For me, a, a hypertrophy program is great and all, but it felt like it, it, after a while, it kind of feels like you're just sort of uh, going through that um, uh, muscular endurance to be able to do that high volume. And then the rest of it honestly is dieting, right? I mean, the rest of it, you're, you're going to eat more, you're going to do that muscular endurance, right? Tear those muscle fibers and your muscles are going to grow. Right. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, the diet and how it is that you work that right in order to grow and then to diet down. And that, that sort of regulation is, is what it's mostly about in my, in my mind. And when I wanted to strength to change into a strength program, I believe that it took a lot more uh, mental discipline. Right. And I'm sure Pat can, can attest to this. And even you Anwar. I mean, you guys both have very incredible lifts. I, I've seen the both of you guys left and, very incre incredible number numbers and I'm nowhere near near that right but um, it, like Pat for example in his in your past uh, uh, you know your most recent uh, meet which I think you did about a week ago or something like that or a few weeks ago um, having that mental focus right you know what you want to do whatever right like a hundred kilo snatch or whatever right you got to really put yourself in the zone and really have that sort of mental focus to say okay you know what yeah i'm going to do this i'm going to stretch my arms i'm going to do this tighten my glutes whatever and really get it up there and hold it there right and that's one of the main reasons why i wanted to transition from hypertrophy over to strength training on the on the flip side as well i it for me it just felt more functional for my life and what it is that i you know am doing on a day-to-day -day basis right I'm a very physical individual, uh, you know, with my family, even, you know, here in my everyday life, right? I'm always lifting, I'm always moving. And I felt like strength, strength regime was more in tune with my lifestyle and my needs. I'm, I am kind of surprised you're talking about the mental fortitude because I, I'd love to hear your comment, Pat, because I always, I respect people who can get shredded because I feel like the dieting and stuff takes so much more mental discipline than lifting heavy weight. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think, 
I think I lifting and training is easy. Like I think actually going to the gym, training, it's fun. You enjoy it. You hit some new POs, but then not eating some hamburgers and not just like picking out. <laughs> That's hard. Like those guys who can stay shredded, man. Like man, mad respect to you guys because that's hard that actually takes i feel more disciplined so i really appreciate the compliments but <laughs> i i definitely agree like there's um like when i look at i i've done a little bit of bodybuilding way back and when you look at the amount of volume just like if you just look at the workout it just looks like a lot like it is um and to repeat that day after week and i think you experience some of the the burnout especially since eventually it's always very similar exercises oh yeah oh yeah so much of a burn and like with your life like i i bet you don't want to be walking around with with sore quads and uh and not being <laughs> able to lift your arm I, I think you'd like to be able to have that <laughs> during your day-to-day so i <laughs> definitely see why well, you need to change well uh, you know what pat actually uh, funny enough another uh, one of the other reasons too right and and you know you mentioned the volume and just looking at it right like uh, you can take the example of some of the German volume training programs that are out there when they do sort of 10 sets of 10 or, or whatever, right? It just looks like a lot. And and if I'm being quite frank with you guys too, one of the other main reasons is it was just taking me too damn long in the gym, right? I was there for so long. Like when I was when I was really trying to get into condition, man, it felt like I was at the gym for an hour and a half, two hours, right? I you know, was starting to feel like, you know, I had to bring a mattress in there and sleep at the gym. I, I, I really couldn't dedicate all that time, right? Uh, you know, for example, like uh, uh, this past week or whatever, I was trying to do a PR for, for, for bench. And I swear to God, I must have been in there for only 45 minutes. I benched, I did some, you know, auxiliary stuff and, and, I, and I just left, right? So for, for, for me, that's also another, another portion of it. But let me ask you this, Pat, because I saw some recent photos pretty lean yourself. I mean, you know, uh, in your mind, right, when you're thinking of the, as Anwar says it, right, the mental fortitude, right, of, of dieting over, you know, sort of, uh, you know, lifting heavy, heavy ass weights, as Ronnie Coleman says, which, which to yeah. you felt, felt like, you know, was more of a challenge. Um, well, actually that the, the picture you saw was from November. So I am not that lean right now, <laughs> but, uh, that being said, um, I think it's, uh, it's a little bit of a different, um, type of fortitude, uh, with lifting heavy weights. Um, to me, it's kind of in the moment, bring on like a moment of intensity and really just eliminating all self, like it's eliminating self doubt and just like getting absolute confidence. Um, because that's, that's how a heavy clean and jerk or heavy squat goes. You you need to fully believe. Otherwise, you know, the weight doesn't lift itself. With dieting, I feel like it's more of a, um, it's mental fortitude, but it's, it's attrition. It's almost like the, it's the mental oh, yeah. version of bodybuilding. Like it's more, can you do this day after day, especially when it's, when it's not fun, when it sucks. I think, oh, yeah. um, oh, yeah. I think anyone going through like a prep, like that builds a lot of character to be honest. Like I've never done a true bodybuilding prep because you know, it's the same thing as, as working through life. It's every single day it's going to suck and you just got to tell yourself like, let's keep going. Cause you're still striving to that bigger goal. Totally. Totally. Yeah. For, uh, for myself, for myself as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, you had mentioned, uh, you know, it, like just meal prepping, right. Uh, you know, it's sort of a war of attrition. Um, 
even for myself, I mean, I, you know, I cheated here and there because it, it's, it's tough. Like, I mean, some, some days you crack and you just can't do it. Right. And I mean, you know, if I'm being completely honest, I went, if it fits your macros, right. A few days at a time, right. Whatever my macros were at the time, you know, 1800 calories or whatever, which sounds ridiculously low. Right. When you think about it now, 1800 calories. And I do it if it fits your macros, if, if it fit my macros, and I could have cake for 1800, you know, worth 1800 calories of it, then I do it right. Because, because I just, I couldn't, uh, some days I just couldn't do the bland chicken and, you know, salmon and rice and veggies and stuff like that. Cause it, it, it really, it really wears you down. I actually remember um, at one point when this was a, a, a bunch of years ago, um, we were working out and I was remembering, I was talking with you at the gym and you were seeming a little down. I was like, oh, what's happening, man? He's like, and you were telling me, dude, I was just, I'm trying to get lean, but I cracked. I had, I went to his pizza place and I got a full pizza and I just <laughs> ate the whole thing in my car. And I was like, damn, like, you were beating up on yourself about that. And I, I always remember that. Like, you, you were strict. <laughs> diet but like sometimes that breaks and stay through you you know one time when uh when you guys were still living on number five road i swear to god it was one of those days right <laughs> one of those days uh now that you mention it i was sitting in my car and i was i i think i called hamid and i was like hamid i just bought a crap ton of fried chicken do you want some <laughs> <laughs> and i drove over to the house with pizza and fried chicken i was like let's have uh, you know Let's have let's have a fun night or whatever, you know. <laughs> we've done the exact same thing before. Oh, dude, we've done, we've done that exact same thing too. Um, and, and you know what? I think it's great for people to hear this because I I think when they imagine getting in shape, it, it's like an all or nothing lifestyle where it's not like it's completely fine to have those nights where you just pig out and enjoy everything, but it's kind of important about keeping those a special night. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Totally. 100%. And I mean, you know, like I said before, I mean, everybody sort of wants that dream body and stuff like that and wants to really get in, in that, in the shape of their dreams and stuff, but it really does come at a cost. I mean, you really gotta, gotta really work on it to maintain it. It's, it's, it's not something that just, you know, you do it and it just stays there. It takes a lot of time to just constantly maintain it. And if I'm being really, really again, really honest with you, it's not, it's not fun, right? I mean, nobody wants to, you know, diet for the rest of their lives. I mean, you want to pig out here and there uh, to put it in perspective. When, when I was, uh, uh, doing sort of the private private show for, for Popeye's, God, I think I was like, uh, maybe 178 or something like that. Just like on right under 180 in terms of weight, like I was really lean and now I'm like 205. Like I just, you know, definitely went up, went up in weight. But with that, of course, my strength has gotten a lot better than what it was before. So that actually brings up an interesting question about, so previously you were always about kind of chasing that aesthetic and being like shredded, having that bodybuilder look. What's kind of your goals now? Like what, when you go training, what are the goals? Are there certain numbers you want to hit? Do you want to stay active? Like what's kind of like the purpose of going to a gym for you now? So <laughs> there's a few things and I, I don't want to sound like a, like a broken record and that, you know, that everybody sort of says this kind of thing, but there's a few year difference between myself and the two of you guys, right? Uh, maybe, uh, you know, three years, four year difference or whatever. Right. And, uh, it's going to sound really stupid. And I know our parents probably say this kind of thing, but as you get older, right. And you start to do the regular lifts that you, you know, you do and stuff, you hear, you hear a knee pop or a hip sort of, you know, <laughs> twist in the wrong kind of way. So 
I want to I want to get up there and really get my numbers up there, right? But all you know, sort of in a sensible sense, uh, without sort of you know really really <laughs> messing my shit up or snapping some shit. And I want to be able to uh, lift heavy, uh, but also be again functional for my everyday life. Like I, you know, I want to be able to be 40, 45. And my, you know, my kid looks at me and says, dad, let's play catch or let's play soccer. And I'll be like, yeah, sure. As opposed to like, you know, oh no, I can't because I messed up my back doing whatever. Right. So um, in terms of my numbers, they're, they're honestly not that impressive. They're impressive to me. Right. And that, again, that's what's important. Right. I'm competing with myself. I'm not mm. competing with anybody else. Right. I'm uh, competing with myself. They're my numbers, my lifts. Right. Pat's a very impressive lifter. Anwar, you're an incredible lifter. I mean, you guys both have really, really amazing numbers, right? And I know my numbers will never compare to something like that. But for myself, for example, like I'm for my deadlift, I'm at like 305. And I've never been able to do a three-plate deadlift. And I'm working towards that. So I'm working towards a three-plate deadlift. Uh, my squats, the best that it's ever been. And I used to have sciatica. So it was it was really bad. So I think my squats at like 250 or 260 or something like that. Nice, and nice. Yeah, I'm really, really, really happy about that. And of course, my bench has always been—I mean, the best, the the best lift that I have, which is kind of stupid, but it's close to 300 or whatever. So I mean, my bench has always been up there. Dude, that's a good bench, dude. <laughs> well, it's all right, I guess. <laughs> No, no, dude. I, honestly, I think you are understating your numbers. Those are some respectable numbers, especially I do remember the sciatica and like the fact that you're almost at a three plate deadlift and a two fifty squat. Kind of, I, I remember like you going through that. Like that's amazing. Like that actually is like some serious work Appreciate and determination. It, and also, like, dude, Thank our you, closest three plate bench, man, dude. That's you're in like an elite category. I'm still chasing <laughs> a three plate bench. <laughs> Well, uh, I, you know, I, I, I heard, uh, I heard Pat's numbers in the previous, uh, previous uh, episode, and man, those are some impressive lifts, man. Really, really impressive lifts. I mean, I bench two twenty five though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, right, but, but I think, I think I got like, uh, uh, what is it? I think I got like forty pounds on you though, don't I? Uh, you got, you got twenty pounds on me. Not that. really. Where uh, uh, you weigh one eighty? I hang up like 185, sometimes 190 if I had too much ice. Nice. Nice. <laughs> what about you, Anwar? What, what, what's, uh, uh, what, what are your numbers looking like these days? Oh, man. Ha. So um, pre-quarantine, I was pretty good. But then once quarantine hit, oh, man, this has been a train wreck. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm building up. Actually, I think I'm, I think I'm the weakest one in this call right now. But let's see. So I'm weighing about 210-ish right now. Um, uh, deadlifting, I, I can still do about four plates for about five, but like nice. I've always been good at uh, deadlifting. Um, squatting, nice. I was telling Pat I didn't squat for like two or something years, so I got back into squatting and I can successfully front squat 185, so that's pretty Sweet. big. <laughs> but weren't you uh, correct me if i'm wrong sorry to cut you off but uh, correct me if i'm wrong but didn't you transition for a little bit uh some like martial arts you were doing like judo and a few other things right yeah so i i always lifted a bit uh before i think like so to kind of give records like i used to be really into like the powerlifting stuff and so yeah i oh, started yeah. doing some of the martial arts stuff and yeah uh, especially doing a lot of like brazilian jiu-jitsu i did a little wrestling stuff nice. like that um but uh, I definitely kind of fell off with lifting. I think it was a combination of getting a little bored of it um, and also just other things in life getting more important. 
Um, but no, I definitely kind of am feeling revitalized, especially I recently graduated, so I have a lot more free time. So I, I'm definitely chasing some numbers. I, I want to hit that six plate deadlift, five plate squat, four plate, I mean, not four plate bench. That's never going to happen. Three plate bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, watch I ate three plates. I'm never benching again. I'm done after three plates. <laughs> I, uh, I remember on that note, then your your uh, your deadlift very impressive. I remember you know being there at Sports Central late night. Uh, you know, I- incredible deadlift and uh, and even your squat. Right, it was it was a sight to see, especially when you were going for a PR. But man, two uh, you know your weight two ten. That's that's awesome, man. That's really great. Yeah, no, I also, I started doing a lot more um, running and stuff too. I actually, um, before yeah. we filmed this, I came back from a run. Um, nice. So, yeah, tr- trying to kind of be more well-rounded in everything. Um, but yeah, actually, when you were talking about it, it was like kind of like uh, old pains, dude, I can relate to that because I remember when I was like 17 at Sports Central, I used to deadlift heavy like three times a oh, week, yeah. like close to 500 oh, pounds yeah. each time. I do that once and I'm like, oh, I'm done. My lower back is <laughs> blown out. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, uh, uh, I remember, uh, you know, going over to the Y uh, with Hamid to the gym, and man, Hamid could squat like really, really, really like heavy, 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 heavy squat. And you know, uh, I, I look at the, uh, I look at the poor kid now, and I, I think Hamid weighs weighs like one one seventy, one eighty or whatever. He he's really leaned out, which uh, and he looks great. He looks really, really, really great. But, uh, you know, uh, talking on the topic of uh, sort of old lifts and old numbers and stuff like that. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, you look back and uh, Hamid had incredible numbers. You had incredible numbers. And Pat still has incredible numbers. (laughs) Like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Hussein. Didn't you have like a 185 overhead press? What the heck? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I totally had a 185. Yeah. I could do. uh, I could do 135 easy for reps, like, you know, three sets of 12. Um, I can't, I can't do that now just because my bench is quite heavy. And I mean, you know, you'd think that you'd think that that would translate into a heavier sort of overhead press, but I can't now because man, my shoulders just can't take it. Like I, especially when I go for a PR on the bench, I, I do still go for the, for the overhead press, but I, I can't do, I can't do the really heavy. I, I just can't. Cause I feel like, I feel like I'm going to blow my shoulders uh, and I really want to preserve, preserve them, especially for when I'm, uh, when I'm benching. So yeah, I did have a 185 overhead press and I could do 135 easy for reps, no problem, but uh, it's come down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, um, for viewers who don't realize a 185 overhead press and you were probably around like 180, like a bodyweight overhead press is oh, insane. Yeah. Like that actually is like elite level. Yeah, I cannot move that. I could put like <laughs> it would not move. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Oh man. So to kind of like um go through everything, um, so you were kind of mentioning about how like you always make time for this. Um, how kind of how about like with the dynamic with your wife? Like, does she kind of understand the idea that hey, I need to do this like working out stuff? Like, how does that work out? Oh yeah, totally. Uh, you know, it's something. It's something that's non non negotiable, right? Uh, it's something that uh, that uh, that has to happen. Um, and uh, she knows that I make time for it. And you know, I got to give credit where credit is due. My wife's really amazing about it, right? She doesn't she doesn't complain or anything like that. She knows, right? She says, you know what? You got to go to the gym. You got to go to the gym. You got to do what you got to do. And at the same time, I mean, of course, I'm keeping myself in that. Um, uh, you know, in the shape that. 
that I want to be in. And I'm sure obviously the shape that she wants me to be in as well. Right. So uh, she understands it and she's really supportive, right? She doesn't, you know, she doesn't complain or anything like that. If I go a little bit over my time kind of thing, but I mean, I do, I do understand and realize when too much is, is too much. I'm not, I'm not spending seven days a week at the gym or anything like that or too long. Right. At the same time. I mean, I got to make time for other things, right. My personal life and, and work and, I mean, you know, the both of you guys know we're we're all uh, we're all adults now. <laughs> Unfortunately, doing all the fun adult stuff, you know, work and life and stuff like that. So you got to schedule time uh, time in where uh, you know when you can. You know, um, I, first of all, that's amazing. That's great to hear a lot working out. But I was gonna make a comment. I kind of feel like I've gone back to kind of high school and in a lot of ways since I kind of started work because like. Um, with work, it's kind of a set schedule. It's like when you went to school, so I have a set training schedule. And also me and Pat, um, we recently started catching up to like One Piece. So it was like, man, I used to nice. train, and I used to talk to about anime with my <laughs> friends. And like sometimes you play video games on the weekend. I'm like, holy crap, I'm back in high school, basically. <laughs> like, I it's been like guys. seven years, this is a full circle. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I think probably, yeah, maybe once we decide to mature and go to the next step like you did, that will change. <laughs> but I'm kind of enjoying this nostalgia run. <laughs> well, I mean, you got a girlfriend now, right? I mean, uh, you you kind of get it, right? Sort of in, a, in, a, in an early sense, right? The kind of commitment that you have, of course, right? Yeah, no, exactly. But I think one of the key things is also just having that child because, of course, your daughter is, uh, I have no doubt, is the most important thing in your life. Oh, so yeah. it is important to kind of like, how do you balance that super important thing with also your other interests? Because um, from my understanding, like, it's important for you to kind of live and go after your own dreams and ambitions as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, uh, you know, Anwar, uh, you know this probably uh, better than anybody else, you and Hamid, right? Video games is a huge part of my life. It's so important to me. Mm -hmm. And I, I literally schedule time in so that I can play video games. It's oh. very important to me, right? It's that, uh, you know, it, it encompasses a huge part of my life. So, it, and as you said, I mean, there are other things within my life, of course, that I'm ambitious about and, you know, have dreams of, and, and you got to make time for everything. It, it is a, It really is a juggling act. It is. Yeah. And, you know, I have to admit, I think looking back, especially in like university and college, um, I think I always kind of like gave up on a, especially like fitness stuff because I, I would be like, man, you, I got to focus hard. I got to do well in this exam so I can get into university, blah, blah, blah. So I would kind of skip workouts and kind of like use that as an excuse. And I feel like with more discipline, I could have trained as hard throughout more university and had um, kept up some really good lifts. But Kind of from your experience, what are like some tips to really help with the time management for people who are just like struggling, who just really kind of need more structure? Like what kind of advice you would have? Because I can't think of anyone busier than a, than a dad with a newborn kid. And a business. <laughs> well, and yeah, yeah working full time too. Like that's just like, that's a trifecta of saying this. <laughs> Well, uh, you know what? I I think it was a famous bodybuilder that said it. He was like, um, uh, gosh darn, what did he say? He said, um, consistency is is key. So what I would recommend for anybody, what I would recommend, it's better to have consistent workouts, even if they're really shitty workouts. Like even if you got to the gym, you really didn't feel like it and you went inside and you just got on the treadmill for a few minutes or whatever, did a few things and then left. It's more important to have consistent workouts, even if they're shitty workouts, as opposed to like, you know, uh, sort of sporadic workouts, but them being amazing workouts. Like it's not going to help that you're in there maybe once every two weeks or once a month 
but it's an amazing workout, right? And not all those other times. So what I would recommend for anybody that is sort of struggling or trying, just dedicate one day in the week, one day in the week, let's say it's a Monday, say, tell yourself, you know what, every Monday, I'm going to be at the gym, right? Do that for two weeks or whatever. Then later on, be like, you know what, I'm going to be in the gym two times a week. You're going to go Monday, Monday, Wednesday, for example, transition over to Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right? I mean, take it sort of in steps. I mean, you don't have to really go in full force like some of these other guys do because it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be overwhelming. It's going to be discouraging, especially if you're a new lifter. It's going to be tough for you, right? I mean, you've like you said, right? I mean, in university, you had a bunch of exams and you're, you know, you got to study for this. And albeit those are very important things, right? Those aren't, you know, lesser than, uh, uh, than the gym or sort of, uh, um, you know, less important. They're more important, of course, because you, you, you know, you're studying to become successful, but you, you really, if this is something that is important to you, right? Fitness and getting healthy and getting in shape, you got to make the time for it, right? I, I am a very busy individual. My, my schedule is very hectic. I do meet with a lot of families for, for my job and I got to schedule in appointments even after hours, right? Saturday, Sunday, uh, you know, my wife's got appointments, for example, if it's my kid's birthday or my parents need something, I got a big family. So you, you really do got to make that time in and you got to make some sacrifices here and there, but it's, it's all a juggling act. And I tell anybody that wants to sort of get into it, take it in baby steps, right? Start with that one day a week, do that for two, three weeks, see how you feel, right? Once you get a hang of that, do that twice a week, three times a week, four times a week until you get into a proper routine. Oh man, dude, that is some amazing advice. And I think it's something me and Pat always talk about is like, it doesn't really matter what you do at the gym, as long as it's kind of, I mean, there is, it does matter a bit, but it's really about what do you enjoy doing? As long as you get the curve movements down, your push, your pull, your squat, your hinge movements, just do whatever exercise you like. And yeah, you're just going to be so much better at it. Like you don't have to squat deadlift. You can do alternatives to it, whatever feels comfortable. Agree. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people end up getting intimidated and you don't have to be, right? Come in, do what you're passionate about, even if it's the simplest movements and, you know, you'll feel better for it. Yeah, man, no, that's some fantastic advice. To kind of flip it, so Pat, um, with your own like clients and stuff, I'm sure you um, work out with some really busy people. I know you've mentioned like professors and doctors and like, like kind of like as people who have busy schedules. How do you kind of advise them to fit schedule in? Yeah. Um, and well, I think that's, that's a big thing that draws people to personal training. Um, because it takes away a lot of the initial guesswork. Um, you know, it, it is, um, it is daunting to know what the heck to do. Um, if you're not experienced. So, you know, for them, a lot of them, it's really like scheduling it in makes it huge. Well, first of all, they paid for it. So that definitely is a motivator. Because <laughs> <laughs> you put money, you invested in it, you show up, and you have you have a good time. You, you'll really do the work. But aside from that, I really advise them. Um, you know, like I definitely like them to to work out more than once a week with me. And it's uh it's little pieces. I'm like, okay, out of all the exercises we do together, what are like the three things you're most confident with, right? Um, and whatever those exercises are, I'm like, if you can get those done in a little circuit fashion at home, get three or four sets. I like to ease people into it. Um, same idea with nutrition. I got a client that like only eats one and a half meals a day, which is, he's a student, it's crazy. Um, so I'm like, can you add a snack and with some protein, right? It's not ideal by any means, but it's about taking those little steps there, as you said, Hussein. 
Yeah, actually, I wanted to ask one more quick question, Hussein. How do you handle nutrition? Because, like, I know that's another thing because you have uh, you have a little kid there, so you had to obviously get them food and you had to find food for yourself. Like, how how's your dieting looking right now? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know where you touched a nerve. I'm a huge <laughs> eater. <laughs> I'm a huge eater. I love, I love food, you know, and, and it's just it, it, like, if I could eat every single day, like every single minute of every hour I would. So for me, it's not really a big problem. If anything, right. It's sort of, uh, you know, cutting down a little bit and not trying to eat too much. Right. Like I, I'm, I'm the kind of person that can really balloon up like really fast. Right. And, uh, I have to really temper myself. So nutrition isn't a huge, huge problem because we're just uh, like, I'm a big foodie. My wife is too. And you know, when we're home together, we just cook a crap ton of food and, you know, keep, well, obviously, you know, it being nutritious food, right. And, uh, uh, keeping it over the course of a few days and then, and then going about it there. Right. But I mean, it's just like Pat said, right. I mean, you pack, you pack a few snacks, right. Uh, you know, a little more is, is better than a little bit less. I mean, you obviously don't have to eat everything. Right. So, um, in, in that, in that way, I'm, I'm, my diet is more of that, to, to facilitate strength training. So I am eating a, at a little bit of a surplus, uh, sort of at a maintenance, uh, not really counting. Right. But just making sure, of course, that I'm eating healthy, I'm getting enough carbs. Like when you, when you do it for so long, right. And I mean, the two of you guys can attest to that, right. Pat can definitely attest to that. I mean, Pat's got clients, that he's advising all on a regular basis, basis, right? And for himself, for Olympic lifting, you kind of get a mental note, right? I mean, you look at some eggs, right? And you're like, you know, automatically, eggs are 70 calories each. If I add oil and butter, if I add toast, right? I mean, you can sort of get, you know, yeah. I mean, at that point, your brain sort of does all the mental math, right? And, you know, you can sort of do it in your head and be like, okay, well, breakfast is going to be 400 calories, right? And at that point, you know, right? So, um, it, 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 with time, uh, you know, you develop those kinds of skills, but, uh, if you don't have those kinds of skills in the beginning, I mean, you gotta, you gotta be wary of that as well. Yeah. Cause uh, no, especially, um, oils and stuff, they can really add up. And if you want to control those calories, you got, yeah, you're right. It is a skill, but it is a skill you have to practice. Yeah. And I think, I think, uh, I think for us, for us three, right. I mean, being, uh, being a little bit more, uh, you know, of experienced lifters, perhaps, I mean, that kind of skill might seem obvious to us, but perhaps that's something that we take for granted, right? Like Pat, for example, you can, you can answer this one, Pat, uh, you probably look at your client, right? And you probably get frustrated with a few individuals, I'm sure, and be like, well, why aren't you eating the right kind of foods, right? But I mean, you know, sometimes it's hard to realize, you know what, for them, it might be a struggle because they don't realize these kinds of things. For you, it's obvious, but for them, it's not, right? In hindsight. Oh, I, I don't blame nobody. You, you, uh, you don't know how many snacks and bags of chips are it's just um no like i mean it's not something you're taught really in school and it's i think it's more a flaw on that end and then obviously the previous generation didn't know um it wasn't a huge priority in their education either you know a lot of people don't know carbs protein fats and then you know and then like how how much calories things are i'm like i'm blessed that i can look at i guess i'm blessed that i can look at chicken breast and tell you how many grams of protein is in it, but most people can't do that. Yeah, not all kids were cool and just looking at bodybuilding forums <laughs> in high school like us. Right. <laughs> all right, all right. Anyways, no, that's been some amazing information, Hussein. And honestly, it was actually very inspirational. I have to kind of think every time I think about skipping a workout, if Hussein can work out with a newborn kid and all of this other stuff <laughs> going on in his life, I can make time to work out. <laughs> so, uh, no, I really. Appreciate, 
I appreciate I appreciate the fact that I'm a source of uh, motivation to you guys. Oh, that's awesome. But um, now it's time to kind of move on to another segment. And now I want to ask you guys, do you know how many Oscar winners there are in the world? Oh, jeez. Uh, Probably a uh, hundred. I mean, uh, 500. I don't know. 500 for the number of awards. You know, I should have Googled this, but I'm guessing probably a couple hundred. And like, do you know how many Nobel uh, Peace Prize nominees there are or like winners there are? Uh, probably like 10 or something like that. Yeah, probably. I would guess under 100. Do you know how many people are in the Natty Hall of Fame? <laughs> are there any yet, Emma? I don't remember. Uh, we have two so far. So, the Natty Hall of Fame is one of the most pristine awards <laughs> any human in history can win. There is more, there's less people in the Natty Hall of Fame than there are people who have won the Grammy and Oscar and Nobel Prize in the same time. So, with the most pristine award show in human history, Spain, <laughs> we want to give you the honor of who do you want to induct into the Natty Hall of Fame. Oh wow! <laughs> quite uh, quite the responsibility. Oh my God! I don't want to. I don't want to name the wrong kind of person. Um. Uh, well, let me let me ask you this: Who do you guys have so far? So, um, our very first inductee was the legend, the grandfather of YouTube fitness, Scooby. And the second nice. person we had, uh, which was a previous guest, uh, Dominic, he had suggested Matt August, who was a fantastic <laughs> YouTuber who brought into a lot of really good advice and actually broke down a lot of bro science back in the day. And also had insane condition um, naturally. So I think both of those are fine inductees. And I know whoever you pick will be uh, amongst legends. Oh man, I love Scooby. Uh, <laughs> if, if I had to, if I had to choose, and and I I truly believe, and I'm very passionate about this individual, and uh, because his programs have assisted me uh, very greatly in my life, and I do believe that the fact that you know these programs are absolutely free, and you know his the information that he provides is very informative, and he is in his own right a very impressive lifter. I would I would have to say Johnny Candido, and that's that that's who. My my choice would be, and uh, I do believe that uh, you know if anybody does want to start strength training, uh, his sort of beginner programs are amazing, and he's got you know uh, lift specific programs as well that are amazing as well. So and his YouTube his YouTube channel is full of information about strength training. So I, I think I think I think Johnny Candido deserves to be in there. I completely agree. I think his eyebrows alone deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. So, no, no, no question on me. I think like Johnny Candido, I still remember when he first uploaded way back, I think it was like 2012 or something, and he's this five, six white guy, and he's dunking yeah. and squatting like 500 pounds, and you're like, who the hell is this guy? Uh, but no. <laughs> Uh, everything he's ever released has been just quality stuff like his squatting tutorials his deadlifting fundamentals like just how he breaks stuff down provides a lot of insight and he's also like a pretty high level powerlifting competitor as well oh yeah oh yeah totally yeah and uh, you know what i have to say it's it's probably some of the most uh, informative information for myself and going into it i I thought, uh, you know, some of these other programs that I was looking at were quite advanced and could be a little bit intimidating. Like some some other prominent uh, 
prominent uh, strength strength uh, sort of coaches and lifters would be like Jim Wendler. Jim Wendler's great. He's got his uh, really really famous five three one program, for example. Or uh, you know Smolov. Smolov's got a lot of programs too. But for myself, even and this is why I chose. I would like to choose Johnny Candido over some of these other guys, right? And maybe perhaps Jim Wendler can be in the Natty Hall of Fame uh, sometime in the future. Um, is because of the approach, right? I mean, Johnny Candido's programs and his information was just a lot that much more accessible and approachable to me as a beginner. I completely agree, Pat. Do you have any comments about the Candido? Uh, no, I just took a look at his website and I scrolled through. Like those, these programs are really good for free content. And this is coming from a guy that makes content. Um, it's got <laughs> so much detail. Um, it really breaks down. Like it, it's not just like sets and reps. He actually um, tells you why you're doing it, what you're doing, how to, you know, define some of the terminology and tells you how to modify. This is beautiful. Oh, yeah. So this is great. Yeah. He, yeah, he I, really... He really, he really, um, he really dumbs it down to the point where one, you can't explain it, and two, like if you, uh, if you, Pat, if you're on that site there, he's got one of his uh, intermediate sort of strength programs, and he's it's basically an Excel file, and you literally just plug in what your numbers are and what your preferred auxiliary lifts are, and the the rest of the Excel spreadsheet does the work for you. It gives you all of the sort of exercises and reps and sets that you would need to do. So. I mean, that aspect of it, the accessibility nature of it is what speaks to me. This is so good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I also really like how um, Johnny Candido is really all about kind of like the science and kind of the fundamentals of why you do things. Like he's kind of notorious about like knowing, like pushing yourself to the limits, but not overtraining, like just really taking a scientific and smart approach mm -hmm. to training instead of maybe like the stereotypical meathead, just like get hyped up and lift oh, yeah. as hard as you can. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely very, a very relatable individual as well. <laughs> given, uh, given the fact that he's five, six and he's got an incredible, like, you know, bench and squat and deadlift and his range of motion is tiny. It, it, to me, he feels like a relatable individual. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, though, you, if you see him in just normal clothes, you're like, oh, this guy probably works out a bit, but then you see his <laughs> list and you're like, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, no, I, I love this nomination. I think Johnny Candido is more than deserving to be in the spot. So, no, thank you Woo! for the great nomination, Hussein. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, we're coming up to the hour point, but Hussein, is there anything else you want to say or add to the listeners? No, uh, you know, I, I do, I do want to just say for anybody that is starting out, that is beginning, uh, you know, there's, there's always, it's never too late. There's always a chance, right? Whether, you know, you're a younger individual or a little bit older, there's always time. I know, I know a lot of older individuals pretend like they don't have any time whatsoever, but if the president of the United States can find time to exercise, I'm not talking about like, you know, weightlifting or anything like that, but just to exercise in general, I'm sure you can too. So if anybody out there feels like there's no hope for them, there always is. And uh, there's always uh, some time, no matter how little that may be five minutes or 10 minutes that anybody can make to, to exercise a little bit. Oh, that's, that's some fantastic advice and a really great message. All right, uh, Pat, anything you want to say or add? No, that's a great closing message, and it, it reflects uh, the theme of Natty News, so we got to have you back sometime. 
Yeah, I want to talk about the natural bodybuilding stuff more. I think that would be really interesting about how you cut the weight, how you kept the muscle and all that while conditioning, getting down there. Oh, I, I, I would love that. I'd love to, I'd love to dissect the, the Olympia with you guys. I think that would be really interesting. Have an episode about bodybuilding. I think that'd be really crazy. Yo, I actually am so down. We should do an Olympian ep uh, Olympia episode. I would be down for that. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. Okay. I am totally down for that. I I'll get, a, I'll get Hamid on too. We'll all get together and we'll watch it again. Just <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds like a plan guys. All right, thank you so much for joining us, Hussein. I know you're super busy and we really appreciate that. But anyways, to all the listeners around the world, stay natty. Hope you all enjoyed this week's episode of Natty News. If you'd like to learn more, be sure to check out our website, www.natty.news. As well, check out our Instagram, Natty News Podcast, and Facebook page, Natty News, if you want to get a bit more natty information.